For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. Over the weekend, President Trump celebrated vaccine progress and took a jab at the state of New York, while Peru's constitutional crisis worsened as the pandemic cripples the nation. It's Monday, November 16th. On Friday, President Trump made his first public remark since losing the election. In the speech, the president expressed optimism that the promising Pfizer vaccine will soon be authorized for emergency use. Trump touted the achievements of his administration's Operation Warp Speed, which has invested heavily in vaccine research and distribution. However, Pfizer officials have clarified that the company itself fully financed their vaccine. They hadn't taken the Warp Speed funding. Trump warned that New York might be the last state to receive doses of a vaccine, a threat that seems to be retaliation against Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has criticized the president for his pandemic response. New York Attorney General Letitia James threatened to sue the Trump administration if a vaccine is withheld from the state once it becomes available. In his public appearance, Trump mentioned neither the election nor his continued refusal to accept its results. However, he alluded to the fact that a new presidential administration might have different COVID policies moving forward. His administration's continued delay in recognizing the results of the election is having an effect on the transition to a Biden White House. The incoming team has warned that this delay will harm the nation, as they expect staffers won't be fully integrated into the government come January 20th. In an interview with Meet the Press on Sunday, Biden's incoming chief of staff, Ron Klain, warned that distribution of a COVID vaccine will be slowed if there is not a smooth transition. Some Republicans are now urging Trump to facilitate the smoothness. Political instability has also racked Peru, with the Associated Press writing that the nation is facing, quote, its worst constitutional crisis in two decades. Last Tuesday, Peru's Congress removed popular President Martin Vizcarra from office due to unconfirmed allegations that he took bribes while in a regional government position. His removal and the subsequent installment of head of Congress Manuel Marino as interim president caused mass unrest in the streets of Peru, with polls indicating that most wanted to see Vizcarra serve the remainder of his term, as many called the removal a parliamentary coup. Two young protesters were killed during the unrest. Yesterday, under intense pressure from the public and his own cabinet, interim President Marino resigned. While Peruvians celebrated the move, it remains to be seen how their Congress will fill the void before the scheduled elections in April, as the nation deals with the worst financial contraction in South America and the highest mortality rate in the world during the ongoing pandemic. In other headlines, the father and son charged with the murder of Ahmad Arbery, a black man who was followed and shot while jogging in April, were denied bond on Friday in a decision celebrated by Arbery's family. The humanitarian crisis in Tigray, Ethiopia has continued to escalate. Tigrayan forces have fired rockets towards the capital of Eritrea, Ethiopia's northern neighbor, which was already coping with a flood of refugees from the conflict. Additionally, there are reports of a civilian massacre in Tigray, with Amnesty International confirming the deaths of likely hundreds of people in the town of Maikadra. In Princeton news last Thursday, the Ivy League made the decision to cancel all winter athletic events. On a positive note, athletes will not lose a season of eligibility, provided that their institutions permit them a fifth year of undergraduate coursework. And Dean of the College Jill Dolan recently sent out a faculty memo stating that the university will support both online and hybrid learning in the spring. Some have taken it as a hint that some undergrads might be allowed to return to campus in coming months. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode is written by Jack Anderson, David Malewski, and Eli Costa, and produced on the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme is composed by Ed Horn, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful day.